the Super Bowl. Goes for the deep shot. He's got a touchdown. And Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks. Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to the 40th ever episode of the Tan- of the Bucks Banter Podcast. As always, I am your host, Colin Hallboom, and I'm joined by my trusty co-host. What's going on, Bodan Yard? Scott Capron, how are we doing this evening? Feeling good, man. How are you feeling? Great, man. I'm feeling great. This is arguably the best weekend of the NFL season. You could argue. Dude, I love uh, yeah, hey man. Hey, happy Friday, everyone. Really, I love the I love this. This set of four games, probably, you know, usually the eight best teams or at least the eight hottest teams in a lot of cases. And, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I can't wait. Yeah, you just, yeah you, I would definitely say this is the best weekend in football. Like, yeah, this, it's, yeah. it's basically like eight to six to eight elite quarterbacks every time. And it's just mm-hmm. good football. Yeah. And, I mean, you could make an argument, I guess, for the championship weekend next weekend but there's just more games and they're all look at the the lines we got three games in and around a field goal yeah uh as you mentioned tons of great players so uh yeah and then the other one is like the darling of the league right like the six point dog is the are the niners and you know nobody's ruling them out right now nobody wants to play them so yeah it's it's an awesome set of four games even sorry i know we're obviously going to get into them all but like Bengals titans like Give it to me, man. I, I can't wait to talk about that game, and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, there's fun little storylines and subplots that exist in each one of these matchups, and uh, that's why we wanted to hop on for an extra episode this week, going on a Friday, some Friday night banter for, for anyone who's available and cares to listen. And as always, this episode will be streamable uh, later via your preferred podcast destination. Um, so you'll be, able to, you'll be able to download this later if you, don't, if you aren't catching us live. What we're going to do is we're just going to break down each of these games. So we're going to start in chronological order of when they're going down. So we're going to cover the Saturday games first, uh, Cincy, Tennessee, San Fran, Green Bay. And then we're going to talk about the Bucks versus the Rams, of course, and finish off with a doozy of a matchup between the Bills and the Chiefs. So not as Buccaneer central or focused as our episodes usually are, a little bit more of an NFL-wide focus this evening, as it should be. Um, but obviously the Bucs are, are still going to be – heavily discussed this evening because they're still alive baby we'll put some bucks flavor on all these games i'm sure i think they'll come up i don't know just just a (laughs) hunch i feel like they'll be they'll be mentioned a few times so yeah you'll get your bucks fixed folks and before we started i'd be remiss if i didn't say uh please don't hesitate to uh subscribe to our youtube channel bucks banter helps us out a great deal gets us involved in that algorithm so that uh our name will pop up when people are searching for Bucks or NFL content. So that is always appreciated. Some people up in the comments already. Willow, Jason, Abraham coming in on Facebook. Uh, good to good to see you. Thank you for joining us. As as is the case, we as always we are open to discussing whatever whatever you guys bring to the table. So uh, we'll we'll periodically be checking in on the comments. But let's get started. We got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans. Games in Tennessee. Titans are favored by three and a half. This game's going to be getting kicking off at 4.30 p.m. on CBS tomorrow. Uh, I'm really excited to see how these two very different teams match up in this game. I mean, you got Cincinnati coming off their first playoff win in 31 years. You know, they've got that new school swagger. They're the high-powered offense, more of a finesse style of play. 
And then, and then you've got the Tennessee Titans who employ more of an old school ground and pound trench warfare, time of possession kind of approach. So also to take it a step further, I mean, since he's obvious weaknesses on their offensive line, that's been well documented. And the Titans have a fantastic D line, like probably one of the more underrated units in the NFL, really. Um, you know, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Denico Autry, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, all those guys are going to cause problems for, for a weakness for the Bengals. Uh, and, on the other side, Tennessee is not great at defending the pass, 25th in the league. So, um, you know, with the Bengals' high-octane offense, especially through the air, uh, one of the most potent in the entire league, that is a, another strength versus weakness. So this game could go a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. I should mention, though, since Cincinnati's defense isn't exactly an impenetrable fortress on the back end either, so I think they're actually ranked lower than Tennessee's. But um, And lastly, what I'm going to say, just teeing this up, is – you know, the Titans managing to secure the number one seed in the AFC despite real, right? Yeah. Like despite a modest, very modest 12 and five record. It's quite the subplot to the whole postseason and really just an incredible set of circumstances for them as a team. I, you'd have to go back and look at it, but there is an argument that that's one of the worst. Not so I don't mean like, let's just say surprising number one seeds ever, like yeah. ever. Obviously the, the, the two teams that end up with one seeds uh, each year are generally like juggernauts, right? You don't kind of trip and slip and end up into, into that spot, but 12 and five with the parody in the AFC this year was enough to get it done. Uh, even with all those weeks that they missed Henry um, just, just wild. I, I would love to see what price you could have gotten on Tennessee to be the one seed after Henry got hurt. But um, yeah, if there, if that was offered, then I'm sure some people, cashed a pretty penny there um but um yeah man it just uh yeah good for them weird season and and it shows with, with tennessee being the one seed so this is kind of like the watershed game for colin and i's friendship right because <laughs> he's huge a huge Bengals guy he's in love with joe burrow like he's there like secretly he's running a Bengals fan account i don't know if the bucks banner fans know about that but also for me all season, I've been tits island, always riding with the Titans. And it's just like, here we go. Right off the bat, we get to find out who was, who was AFC darling was uh, the right one all along. I can't wait for and, this game. And the, and the fact that these two teams are so different is awesome, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's just which one gets to play at the pace that they want to, kind of play the game that they want to. And I really think the first possession of the game, whoever gets the ball, whoever yeah. takes it is, is going to determine a lot, right? Because it's totally like, an impose your will game. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and Hey, if, if since he gets the ball and scores, it's not like Tennessee's out of the game, but Tennessee does not want to go down two scores, right? Yeah. Like they just, they just don't. And that doesn't mean they have to avoid the run or, or like stop giving Henry the ball. For, and also, sorry, like sidebar, let's see how Henry looks. It's not like they yeah. don't have other guys who can run and, and who can make plays in the run game. But, you know, they're, if Henry is a go, and which he's supposed to play, obviously, then they're going to try to get him the ball. It's just like I, the first half like the first half of the first quarter is, is going to be fascinating to me. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, it's, it really is just an incredible set of circumstances for the Titans as a team, right? Like, Because not only do they get the extra rest as a group, but – you know, biggest headline entering the game, as you just mentioned, of course, is that Derrick Henry is returning and he's slated yeah. to start now. Um, 
I'm curious, how, how big of a role do you guys expect him to have for the Titans in his first game back after this serious foot injury that sidelined him since week eight? Like, what do you what do you project? I understand we're not doctors or anything, but what do you think? I, I don't know if I can, like, project stats, but I think he's going to be heavily evolved right away. Um, not just in the running game. I think his just the threat of him being on the field just opens up their play action so much. And you talk about Cincinnati's backhand. I actually don't hate their corners, but their linebackers and pass coverage have been awful all season. Um, mm-hmm. Their safeties are, they are what they are. I, I, like, I think they've got a pretty good defensive backfield, but um, when you have that play action threat and the over the middle guys that AJ Brown is and, and Julio still is to some extent as well too. Right. Um, if you can, figure out a way to get those crossing routes, you're going to pick up a lot of yards through the air um, and make Tannehill have some really easy reads. So, yeah, I could see Derrick Henry, maybe he doesn't get it like that 70-yard burst right off of the bat in this game, but the threat of that is just going to be hanging over Cincinnati's defense all game. I, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm, I'm making Henry show it to me first. Let's see how he actually looks. You know what I mean? Like, like load up on the pass, you're saying? Well, yeah, I, I like. I, I just need to. I, I need to know early on in the game exactly how fresh he is. Is he? Can he make cuts? Like he, he was out for a long time here, and now he's yeah. just going to be into a playoff game. And who knows? Maybe he looks fine. Like I'm not. And then, then obviously, then, you, then you change your scheme accordingly. Um, I, sorry, Con. I know you asked to kind of like prognosticate what's going to happen here. I think Tennessee is going to do everything they can with how he feels and just totally base it off of that and, and go from there. I mean, like it, it's not, they haven't been a, they haven't been a train wreck without him. They, they're obviously not the yeah. same um, without him, but you know, Bo is a little bit higher just on their, on Cincinnati's secondary um, than, than I am, I think. But like he mentioned, I think there's going to be some crossers um, as long as Tannehill has time to hit AJ Brown over the middle of the field, even, you know, uh, if Julio needs to get involved as well, obviously he's not the same guy that he was, but he can still beat someone one-on-one and, and make a play on a ball. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I just, Tennessee has to avoid third and long. And um, if they can do that, I think they're going to have a great shot because they're, they're going to, they don't mind, you know, kind of meticulously moving the ball down the field. No, that's like their mo, right? So I yeah, think exactly. I think he's I think he's going to be heavily involved just because that is just what their the foundation of their success has been. Um, and yeah, did you guys know that uh, I saw today that Derrick Henry I believe has the highest rushing average per game in postseason football um, all time in terms of yards per game? Makes sense. You want to take a stab at who's number one? I mean, Wait, the, number sorry, two. It... Henry's number two. Oh, Henry's number two. Yeah, there's someone who has a higher yards per game average as a running back. I mean, there's been a lot of running backs in NFL history, yeah. and I'm putting you both how many, in the spot. How many games did he play? One? Uh, but not not a long career, this player, that's not for sure. But let's oh, just say I'll, he had oh, incredible I'll say, couple uh, seasons. Terrell Davis. Yes, sir. Ding, ding, Oh, wow. Ding. That's it. Not a, long, not a long career gave that one away. It would have been Davis or Gale Sayers, but I don't know what he did. Um, I was about to say Chris that, Johnson. <laughs> you know it wasn't Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah, tough, yeah, tough scene with the Lions. Terrell Davis, unbelievable. Man, God, he was so good. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, the running back was generally viewed as a sexier position back then. And uh, when I was yeah. a kid watching TD, TD Terrell Davis churn the pill, 
turn those legs. Uh, he was fantastic in those Super Bowls, man. Um, but yes, like you're totally right in terms of um, Julio being there, AJ Brown. Like the Titans seem to have really, they're coming together at the right time, right? And that's yeah. why I opened it up by discussing, you know, them getting that buy was just so significant for them as a group, just where they're at. And I, of course, it would have been for whatever team got it, but them in particular with Derrick Henry coming back. Um, I mean, Julio Jones, obviously, he's going to keep a defense honest no matter what. So even if that's all he's there for, it's unfortunate his hamstring is is not a ligament, but like an icicle or something because it just seems like it's constantly just getting tipped away. Like, like I don't want to call it glass because that's played out, but it feels like more like an icicle, I figure. I know. But I agree. Like, I, I still think he has – he can make a play. I, th- I still think he can make a big play in, in a playoff game like this. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how much respect he garners from 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 the Bengals because, you know, with Henry and AJ Brown out there, those are obviously options one and two. And uh, yeah, we'll see if that opens it up for for anyone else on Tennessee. But what about the Ben? Like to me, it's like the Bengals can't win this game without it being a shootout. Like I feel like that's the only type of game that they win, either shootout yeah, or th- blowout, right? And I think they can, right? Like yeah. Chase is that good. And I know it's crazy because it's football and like so much has to happen, but to have that one guy who is, who is like, he's essentially a bucket getter, um, yeah. like from a basketball comparison standpoint, right? Like just give him the ball and he can, and he can do whatever you need. So I, like I said, that that's why I think whoever gets out to a lead, it's, it's so imperative in this game just to see how the actual, how the actual flow goes, but it's going to be rocking there too. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Like Nashville has shown out here for the Predators and the Titans in in home playoff games recently. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll get to picks. I I love Joe Burrow, man, and I could absolutely see this being a spot where he's just the best player on the field, mm-hmm. and it's it's wow. Okay, yep, he's a he's a top five quarterback in the league, and and like good luck beating a top five quarterback in the league when he's on fire. Right. So yeah. that's kind of, maybe that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Cause I really love this Bengals team and I, and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't just, I don't have anything against the Titans, but um, kind of the way I'm leaning right now, especially the, with that, those three and a half points uh, as the line stands, but um, God, I, I don't know. I, I just Anytime you get to watch Burrow and Chase play is great. So let's let's get to let's get that let's get that going. Yeah, I mean, like offensively, you know, Joe Burrow with those weapons, I like, can't forget about T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as well. Like those are incredibly serviceable um, depth at that position, right? So it's not even like they're just depending exclusively on Chase either. Um, you know, like T. Higgins could easily go off. Like say they're just gonna completely bracket jamar chase then t higgins is more than capable of stepping up and having a big day as well he's Easy. done it a bunch this year and last year as well as a rookie so yeah and he's huge right like he's a great uh red zone target strong hands i lo- like yeah i love t higgins he's you can see him making a big play for sure and to have not only competent second and third guys like boyd and higgins but like above average i don't know where you guys would, would rank them or, or how you're good they're really yeah good. Like they're just give him time to throw. If 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 the if the Bengals line can hold up this game, I I really like them. I like them to score enough points to win. Like, but that's where it falls apart for me, right? And like obviously I'm gonna pick the Titans here, but the defensive line for the Titans is just it's 
a very big step up from what the Raiders were able to bring out there last week. Um, I think just when you got Bud Dupree, like they're going to get a lot more pressure coming from the from the edges at Joe Burrow. And as much as uh, Max Crosby is great, I just I just don't see this line holding up for a second week. Um, and the Titans are so fresh. I'd love Mac. I like Mike Vrabel over Zach Taylor, like basically any week of the season, but especially in the playoffs where he's got an extra week. Like he's basically been studying this team for however long. And then I just think that the the Titans offense is way more multiple. Like if they do what you saying, what you're saying, Scott, and just kind of say, okay, let's see Derrick Henry approve it. Like, I don't know. If I was coming back from injury and I was Derrick Henry, I would I would welcome that. I would want to be take like the game to be a little bit slower for me or for there be a few less guys in the box for me. Uh, and you load up on the pass. I just there's just too many ways for the, too many ways for the Titans to win this game to me. I just can't see as much as I like, I love the I like. I still have a soft spot for the for the Bengals and for Jamar Chase, and I love everything they're doing. I just think they're another year away from being that contention team. That's that's probably like spot on, right? Like they're probably a year ahead even right now, and yeah. would definitely be a year ahead of making the AFC Championship game. So, like from like uh, narrative, big picture, like everyone, like each team is on a you know, on an arc or whatever. I, I totally understand that. And Tennessee's good, right? Like they're not bad at all. Um, I just, the thing about Henry, listen, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that the Bengals aren't making him number one on, yeah, yeah. you know, on the stop list or, or the number one priority for their defense. I just want to see exactly how he looks. Um, yeah. Fair. I guess, it's is, fair. Is what I'm getting. Uh, yeah, I know what you're I could saying. totally see. I could totally see Zach Taylor saying that too. And like, I'm just saying from Derrick Henry's perspective, I'd be like, oh, I like if there's a few a few less guys, I'm not facing eight in the box every time I run it. Even though I'm used to that, that's actually would be nice for me as I'm coming back from injury. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, he's so effing good. Like, whatever. It, yeah. It, right. So, it might not matter. Even if he's might. right, it might not matter. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, turnovers, um, and I think whoever starts hot, it's 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 going to be hard to come back on either team. I I think just with the way each team is built. So, yeah, man, it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing, Bo, like I I love by the way how you set this up with that discussion about our like low key rivalry Titans for Bengals because <laughs> that's that's so accurate, and I didn't even really think of it. So appreciate that that challenge. Um, Fun fact, uh, Joe Burrow has thrown 15 touchdowns of 30-plus yards this season, and no other quarterback has more than eight. So just uh, just wow. another another little feather in the cap of Joe Burrow and the explosiveness of this offense. How many, how many air yards on that, though? Because I bet there's a few, like, the slant to Jamar Chase, and he just takes it for 80, right? Yeah. There are at least a couple of those, that's yeah. for sure. But you know what? There's a lot of other quarterbacks who have players capable of of getting yards after catch and taking the distance too. True. So, true, um, true. and and that's 15. Eight is the next highest. So it's a pretty yeah, significant it's margin. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's um, pretty crazy. But I'm with you too, Bo. I think I do think that you hit it nail on the head talking about that O line. I think this is a whole different animal than it was with the Raiders. Raiders barely send pressure either. Um, yeah. Titans are known. What's their uh, Shane Brown's his name? The their defensive coordinator. Um, He's very good at at hiding hiding what he's doing, I guess. So despite the fact that they're not super, yeah, awesome at stopping the pass, they they they've received a lot of he's received a lot of credit for being able to um, 
misdirect the opposition. So who knows? They, yeah, they depend on that. They they play that Tampa too, but they just kind of disguise it every play. It might be the exact same play call, but the way that it looks pre-snap is just really tough to figure out for your opposing quarterbacks. Right, and then then you got Burrow, who's if anything, like maybe he hold part of what makes him so fun to watch and and have so many how they plays is he's not afraid to hold on to the ball. He's not afraid to take a hit. He's not afraid to yeah. try and extend the play. But at the same time, when you're playing that kind of defense, it's just it, for a young quarterback, it's a lot to process. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, do you guys want to offer our picks either against the spread, both or um, now, or should we do it at the end, all the games? Let's go now. Let's, let's, let's go now. Yeah. Let me try to now. recap yeah. it at the end. See if we remember what we're doing. All right. Yeah. Like uh, I'll, I'll go first, I guess. I think like if, if I'm a bet man, I'm going to take Cincy plus three and a half. Um, that being said, I'm not super. That's that's I'm not super confident they're going to win the game. Like I do think Tennessee is is as much as they're an underwhelming number one seed in either conference. Um, I don't know how they would like how they would fare against like the fifth seed in the NFC, for example. Um, I just think they're, they're a little more built for this type of football game at this point. Tennessee was an underdog to San Fran like three weeks ago at home. There you go. Which is, which is like pretty telling as to what Vegas actually thinks of these teams. Right. So. And San Fran um, looks better since then, if anything. Yeah. And they should have, that was a bizarre game. Um, you know, that was the game where Garoppolo got hurt and he played in the second half anyway and looked looked just awful. But um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals. I'm gonna take the Bengals 27-21 uh in a bit of a nail biter, but uh yeah, by about six. Yeah, 27-21 Bengals. Let's roll. I'll I'll I'm going the opposite. I'm going with the Titans. I think they win it like 21 10 or something like that like i think it's kind of a low scoring game but the titans are never in doubt yeah i'll say i guess since we're doing scores i'll say uh, 31 28 for the titans they're gonna end up putting up points against the Bengals defense uh they're gonna win by Bengals will cover but they'll lose the game um well we really have all three angles uh you know, covered there, guys. Well done. Well, one done. of us so, is winning. One of us yeah. is walking out the sports. So anyone who's winning. listening, just do just bet all those three, then you're set. It's easy. I never like doing score predictions. I find it's just such a crapshoot with all the numbers. It's yeah, tough to figure really out to. on the fly. Yeah, you but, just but, it's just easier to pick the winner here, right? Scorigami Scott over here loves it. So he's yeah. always waiting for that scorigami to hit. Yeah, we've talked about this, but one of my favorite things is when you see like um, the prognosticators on twitter or whatever and they give a score that's just completely almost impossible like just the way scoring works it's like oh yeah yeah you, you like you like the titans by seven yeah 18 11 yeah i think they're gonna win this one 18 to 11 really because that would be the first time in the history of football for a seven point game to land on that that's where you're going not 17 10 you you picked 18 yeah anyway i just i love that i think it's so funny yeah just an additional benefit, by the way, this weekend. It's so nice too. Like you have the day beforehand tomorrow. Like that game doesn't. The first game of the day doesn't kick off till four thirty. You know, you can put in time with the the wife oh. and, or partner and kids and uh, feel like a contributing member of society, and then go ahead and be a piece of you know what and watch football on your couch and slam. Oh, and I, we were just talking about this. Yeah, the game kicks off at four thirty. You know, you get your first drink around four. You start feeling good. You've done some stuff. 
right around the house if that's what's required, whatever, possibly gone to the grocery store, and then you're ready to rock. And it's like, all right, that's an acceptable time to start drinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting going at 2.30. I don't care. Oh, sorry. Go. The mountain man out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> got it. He got a pregame. Of course, right? You don't see the the networks just turning the game on as soon as it starts, right? They tee that thing up for hours. It's a whole thing. Maybe a nap mixed in there, a spa, some sort of spa situation. Anyway, whatever people need to do to get ready, right? Like, no judgment here. Always comes back to the spa with you, eh? (laughs) I love how I said I've never, I don't think I've ever been to one. I was like, oh, (laughs) someone was touching my feet and like, please stop doing that. So the second game of the Saturday slate, um, you just talked about them, the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Lambeau. I think the weather's not going to be too bad this year. I saw, but I don't I don't know if I just saw that in passing or um, maybe someone could give us a weather check. But the Packers, uh, obviously, the, coming off their bye week, so they're going to be well-rested. Um, they're favored by five and a half. Last I checked, that game's teeing off at 8.15 p.m. on Fox. Obviously, I think like this is a fun one too, man. All these games are great. As we mentioned off the top, this is uh, the biggest spread of the weekend. But uh, you can't tell me you don't think San Francisco has a legitimate shot. I mean, um, they even though they just squeaked that win out, they looked like the better team against Dallas that whole game last weekend, wild card weekend. They've already beat Green Bay this year. For, um, no. Already, what's that? Green Bay beat them. Oh, shit. Sorry. Green Bay did win. But 30, it took a miracle – Took a took a miracle, Rogers. Right. A little uh, clock mismanagement on the side of the 49ers. I yes, absolutely. It was a Sunday nighter, and they they left him too much time, and then Crosby drilled one. But it was an awesome game. Yeah, yeah. so 30, 30, 28. It was a close game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like you know, they're gonna have a legit shot. Uh, Bosa's gonna be playing, which is huge for them. Um, Massive, right? And, and Warner, Warner's in too, right? Yeah, yeah. He left the game late too. He put he he laid any any doubts of his availability to rest like real quick time after that game. Yeah. So, you know that Fred Warner wants to be out there playing. But um, anyway, I think it's like I think there's a lot of pressure on the Packers in this game, and I feel like the Niners are kind of going to come in with that. We got nothing to lose. Of course, Jimmy G is banged up, but when hasn't he been? For Christ's sake, I feel like it's always Jimmy G's got a little bit of that Ben Roethlisberger rope a dope. Oh I think I might retire. I'm so injured. Type of vibe. Oh, to him. Yeah, man. Like Jimmy, like if you're if you're hurt, you're just gonna excite your fans because they want to see your backup in there as much, if not more, buddy. Like, quick, quick aside, where are you guys on like injury prone guys? Because in football, like, do you or just in no, general? just in general in sports? Because like, do you really think there's something to their makeup or what? Like, or do you think it's just terrible luck for these people? Can I answer this, Bodan? Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm a good I'm person. To to yeah, you are. I think it's absolutely a combination of the two. I think it could go either which way, right? Yeah. I think it's similar oh, to the nature, similar to the nature versus nurture debate in parenting. Yeah. Um, and that may seem like a stretch or or whatever, but it just is is so true. I think there's some people who just have horrible luck. There's some people whose whose bodies and physiology may be built a certain way under the surface that you're not aware of, where um, they are more prone to getting injuries just that way, but. I think yeah. it could be either or, and I think there's some people who, unfortunately, like I don't want to point fingers. Maybe it's a bit of both. Like I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe they literally have to, <laughs> drew yeah. the, the short stick and get both. So um, for every Ben Roethlisberger, I would say there's a Brandon Roy is the way that I would put it. 
Yeah. It's like, there's like this guy who's just perennially hurt and just kind of plays. And there's a guy yeah. that's like unbelievable. Yeah. He plays and then all of a sudden he's just, he's hurt and he can't play again. And it's just, it's the worst. I like, I don't know. I think there is, they're a different makeup. Like Ben Roethlisberger yeah. isn't the same in my head as Brandon Roy. See, but then you look at LeBron James and it's just like, what? Like, how yeah, that that's just oh, never, genetic. Brady, Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Or Brady, but, yeah. But still the pounding on the body of LeBron compared to Brady is totally different. Like, of but, course, uh, I just but, mean, but like nothing. I mean, Brady obviously had the one catastrophic one, but like re- never, never yeah, yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, Basically it's Iron wild. Man. It is actually incredible. Of course, you're right. Yeah. Quarterbacks still get hurt all the time. They're playing football. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm excited to watch this game. You know what? The another thing I'm excited to watch is these two offenses because, um, you know, Lafleur and Shanahan are gonna want they're they're viewing this game as a mono mono from a play caller perspective. Yeah. Right? They're two of the the youngest, trendiest, most popular offensive minds in the game. Um, Lafleur among- worked for him. I'm pretty sure. Well, I know they all work together along with McVeigh in Washington at a point. So, uh-huh. um, you know, they're all from that same older Shanahan brain trust, obviously. Um, but I think they're gonna they're gonna want to bring out all the stops. Of course they will. Every coach does, right? Every no one's saving anything. I'm not saying that. I just think it might be a little, a little extra, a little extra mustard, mustard. Well, there's def there's definitely something to the uh, McVeigh Shanahan Rams Niners thing, right? And I can only imagine like that that's going to extend towards this, um, you know, to, to the LaFleur Shanahan dynamic as well. Cause these guys, they, Hey, they're competitive as fuck. They all want to be the best. And like you said, like they were all on the same staff and yeah. the fact that they're now all thriving, three of them are, you know, are in these last four is the NFC uh, of the NFC is, is really telling. I can't, I can't wait to watch this game. The funny, the, the really interesting part to me is, it's going to be absolutely freezing in Green Bay, and Rodgers is is has a astronomical record um, both at home in general and also when it's below a certain uh, temperature. Cold guy. But doesn't it suit San Fran better? Yeah, don't you, like like don't you love their run game um, creativity in this sort of spot? And also, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is from he went to Illinois. He played for the Patriots. He's not, you know, he didn't grow up in Hawaii or something like that's the way the media wants to point it out whenever anyone has to play a playoff game in Green Bay, right? That, oh, the other team has never seen snow or anything cold before, right? Like, as if they're saying that everyone on the Packers is is from, you know, either Canada or Minnesota or something, right? So anyway, I just think that part is actually super interesting because obviously – Green Bay is traditionally great in these spots at home when it's cold, but from an actual team building narrative, like perspective, I think it, it suits San Fran just as well. Really interesting point, Scott, and a damn good one. Like I just picture Debo Samuel being tougher than everyone else in cold weather, you know? Yeah. By the way, well, I that's amazing. also just, just talking about their run game, like San Francisco was a completely different team and more suited to, they didn't have the same run game in week three is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. in week three, I think I just pulled it up. Debo had two carries for zero yards. Oh, like, this is a recent development. Them being like Shanahan being like, you know what? Screw it. This doesn't need to be a gimmick a couple times. Like we're going to exactly. run this guy until he, he shows he can't do it. Like the most effective running back on our team, which he has been. It's incredible. Exactly. And like they had Trey Sermon still at that time, like running the ball. I think he had, 
10 carries for 31 yards. Like, this is a completely different team that Green Bay is coming up and a team that's much more prepared to play them in this style of football. It's a much more playoff football friendly uh, idea. The one thing with Green Bay that I think we're like forgetting about a little bit is like Bakhtari. I think he might be back. Like, I think yes. it's 50 50 if he plays. I, I think he might be a game time decision. Sorry, I should have mentioned that as well. Zadarius Smith's back. Um, Zadarius Smith is back. Jair uh, Alexander, I think, could Mercer, be back as well, yeah, too. Yeah, Merciless. They're getting all their reinforcements back, it seems. Uh, like Green, Green Bay is a different team as well. Absolutely, especially on the defensive side. Well, yeah. Like, they're legit on D now. Like, they've just – they've really chipped away well. Not to say their window is going to be open forever, but you're right. They're they're potent. They're Yeah. I mean, they're this the, is they're the like favorite. I, I cannot wait for this game. I remember, I think it was twenty, I want to say twenty twelve or twenty eleven when they played uh, in the divisional round. I'm pretty sure, and it was uh, Kaepernick's kind of coming out party against the Packers, a playoff game. I remember it really well because it was the first night I ever actually hung out with my wife, or my my wife to be, um, and like. And I remember, I remember it so clearly because there was a group of Packers fans that were sitting there in the in the pub that we were hanging out in. And then, like before the game, I kept on going up to them, and being like, "Hey, what do you guys think of this game? What do you guys think?" And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna roll, we're gonna roll." And like with every time that Kaepernick took the ball and then just like gashing them for twenty to thirty yards, I'd look look over to them and they'd be like hands in there. They'd be like, calling the waitress over for like another pitcher of beer. They like literally could not get away from how horribly it was going and it's kind of set up the exact same way like san francisco's coming in with this like really different run game that like is tough to predict and this like game changer that's back there in the backfield that they're not really they didn't see all season um in kaepernick and now in debo samuel and it, there's a lot of similarities and this these two teams have such a like storied history like i just can't wait to see what happens damn boy that was well done you can tell so look adorable at, look at josh allen in the bottom window here just waving defenders off like it's no issue <laughs> looking like a bill's quarterback here shoving away his defensive end dog named autumn well done oh, she, she's what you saw those those kisses she's vicious she's she's like uh the, you know the chief's defensive line no she's um, gerald mccoy gerald mccoy would be the yeah that's line. true that's true well Bowden, that, that was just a, a lovely story yeah. Um, but I totally agree. Like Niners Packers just feels like one of those great games. I feel like the trio of Niners Cowboys and Packers in the NFC are kind of like the, uh, like the nostalgic, uh, stalwarts kind of thing. And then yeah. it's funny that we're seeing Niners Cowboys and the Niners Packers the next week. Right. So that's, no that's pretty cool. Um, it's like a Saturday, like the Saturday late time slot for them too. It's just, it's a lot of similarities. Yeah, man. And that's how fun is that going to be? Just sorry, I, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I, I made this point about the Bills Pats last week, but how fun is that going to be in Green Bay Saturday night? A little oh, snowy, yeah. the cheeseheads oh, yeah. getting out there. Like, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be so fun. But Debo, uh, I, Debo is as good as anyone in the NFL. I like, he's as valuable as anyone. Let's put it that way. Just, just yeah. what he brings. Um, I can't – oh, my God. I can't wait to see it. I think I think San Fran gets out to a lead, and then it's just does Rodgers do what he always does and, and, and brings them back because he's that good. You know, he's he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Is, is that what happens? I 
I don't know, man. I like what a game. What a, like this is sweet. <laughs> it's kind of fucking insane that we got to this far, and I, I'm like, I don't know how to pick this game. I hope we're not going to make picks on this one. But like, oh yeah, oh we, yeah, we're just got- leaving this one out. <laughs> Yeah, I it's kind of it's just insane that we got this far and nobody said Devonte Adams yet. Devonte Adams right. may, maybe is the best wide receiver in the league if that's not named Cooper Cup. Um, but Devonte Adams, he's just like he's, he's another team. game breaker yeah. on the other yeah. side. Like there is nobody faces a guy like this all year that can yeah. just like absolutely change the priority of all of your defensive backfield. You guys are really like just taking the words out of my mouth. It's really nice. Like I'm just sitting back here and listening to just a lovely debate here, like very well thought out perspectives. And and I say that because my question I had written down that I've like highlighted that I've been waiting to jump in and ask is who do you think has been more valuable to their team this season, Devontae Adams or Debo Samuel? And it's a really good question because I think Devontae Adams is probably most disrespected best wide receiver in the league ever. Um, I you need like two to three guys to cover him. If you're going to play man, <laughs> you need two to three. Yeah, he's he's the best in the game right now. Like, like you know, you're not taking cup over him going into next season for your team. Um, if we're Although, be tough, not it'd be tough too. Yeah. And then that, it, whatever. They're they're both really good. Like cup is actually cup is unbelievable. There's more names in the conversation. I'm just trying There's to. More em- names, I'm trying to emphasize I, how great Devonte Adams is. Yeah, and that's Those totally are, fair. I, Okay, but if we're just talking about this year, those those are the top two. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like those those guys were in a different category than every like a different tier than everyone else this year. Yeah, and then you got Jamar Chase shortly thereafter. Cole, yeah, Cole Beasley was Justin in his Jefferson. own. Sorry, Cole Beasley yeah. was in his own unvaccinated tier. <laughs> I don't know if that's kind of a oh you're you're talking like statistical football. Oh my bad, my football bad. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, okay. Well, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Colin, to your point, I don't think I don't think the Niners snip the playoffs without Debo. And I do think the Packers more maybe more of a byproduct of their division still probably win that division even without uh Devontae. But you know, splitting hairs, I, I reasonable people could disagree, I think. I'll take this one. Tim Tim Witherspoon on uh Facebook says I would take Mike Evans over either of those two. I mean, that's a fair take. I understand uh, Mike Evans is a special player. And I think his the reason he isn't mentioned in that same breath is likely because he's been super unselfish. He's had to share with a lot of other guys. Yeah. I mean, Monte Adams is getting all the touches over there. Okay, so there's no doubt Mike Evans has the ability um, and, like, consistency over the course of his career to be in the same breath as those guys. He's not, though. At the, like, like, he's not quite there. That's he's never, not, he's never not, had this situation with the elite quarterback in – no other target right he had it with Jameis or like you know what I'm saying like preceding Jameis so it's a really tough debate that's totally reasonable I would never rip on you for saying you'd take Mike over either of them um but that is quite an argument to make uh Willow Meadowbrook goes on to say Devontae Adams should have been the MVP in MVP talks not Rodgers without him they don't get in the playoffs um yeah I mean I don't know Rodgers was pretty unbelievable too and he made it work for a few games without Devontae Adams as well. Also, like, let's, you know, call a spade a spade. A receiver is completely dependent on where the quarterback throws the ball. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, every receiver debate has to also include who they're playing with quarterback-wise, quarterback right? So, yeah. I don't, yeah. 
yeah. Willow, you, you've thrown out some great comments. We appreciate it. I'm not sure if, I've, if I'm fully on board with that one, but if you're just emphasizing how good Adams has been, then that's that's for sure. He's, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, and then um... – I was trying to think too. I'm like, I, I was curious. I'm going to ask you guys again, like for and put you on the spot again, who do you think is the best defensive player in this game? And, and that's a tough one to throw you on the spot as well. You know, it's funny. I'm pretty sure if you go back to our preview games, our preview of uh, these teams, I think there was a point where I, it's either, I'm pretty sure it was Fred Warner where, or it was Bobby Wagner. I can't remember, but I was like, Hey, would you take Fred Warner over Devin white? Would you trade those two? And you're like, no, not a chance. <laughs> still, <laughs> but I still, I still wouldn't. Really? Yeah, I still wouldn't. Even after, w- yeah. like, why? Because I, I just, I just think uh, Devin that's White's his guy, better. man. That's his guy. Of course, that's part of it. But I also yeah. just think I, I view, I'm viewing what's going on with Devin White now as a bit of a rut and a bit of a struggle, and I'm not going to give up on him while he's while he's while he's unemployed. Like, just to use an analogy, like you know, the old lady's okay. unemployed. I'm not kicking her out of the house. I trust the talent I invested in way back when I I got down on one knee and proposed to her. I'm not just going to kick her out now because she's not bringing any any bread in the house. There is a lot to unpack with that analogy, <laughs> my friend. There is a lot going on that we will have to discuss offline. But yeah, point taken. I suppose I I hear you. You're sticking with you with your boy Devin, even in even in the uh, this down this downward season here, but uh, yeah. I don't know. What about a healthy Bosa? A healthy Bosa is pretty good. We'll yeah. See. And it's different. Like it's different because it's the position, but, but that's like, what yeah. I'm saying. But that's part of what you got to address when you're asked the question, you got to, you got yeah, to, you that. said who's the best defensive player. So exactly what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, but I'm still talking about the Devin Wayne for Fred Warner thing. I, like oh. as a like oh. unbiased <laughs> NFL fan, right, right. I would take Fred Warner. Yeah. Yeah. Well you yeah. also, I also convinced you to bet Devin Wayne over tackles last week and he had, he was, he only needed two in the second half and he missed it. So I think there's yeah, a recency no. bias at play your way here. Um, no, recency bias of this whole season as well, too. Yes, totally. My point is yeah. uh, you can't – like Devin White's ceiling as a linebacker is higher than – than other than Micah Parsons, if you want to call him a linebacker. Like it's as, it's higher than any of theirs, and I, I really truly believe that um, he's going to sort it out and, and get closer to what he was last year, especially in the playoffs, than what he's been these this last stretch of games. So, And I think it might even start this weekend. But um, Jair Alexander is another name you got to mention, right, yeah. on the pass. that would have been – Yes, he's been hurt, sure. but I probably I probably side with Bosa personally um, because when he's playing, he's so good, and all he's yeah. got to do is get to the quarterback. You can as great as like Jair Alexander is really really good, but there's ways that you could take a cornerback out of a football game. Um, you can't 100. Not yeah. as easy to take an elite edge rusher, and and Bosa is, is he's way better than his brother. Um, Nick Bosa is better, like I, in my opinion, so. I really like Joey Bosa is better than Nick. No, Nick Bosa is better. Nick is oh, better Nick than Joey. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I, I might have I might have said Joey before. I okay. Know. I was listening to a podcast today, uh, Bet the Board uh, podcast. It's great, and they were saying basically, um, if this is a regular season game, Bosa isn't playing, but oh, because it's a playoff game, he he will be playing. So just for for whatever that's worth, I mean, you know, try to try to. Uh, devise exactly how how healthy he's going to be but um that's kind of where that's that's the reporting about where how healthy he's going to be for this game so tough to speculate on that with a concussion though no yeah that's a scary that's the scary part with concussions right is that like oh if we if this wasn't a playoff game 
we would probably like lean in like your long-term health, but because it's a playoff game. Right. Concussions are so wild. So yeah. wild. Yeah. And like Roger Goodell, I'm going to breeze on past this topic. Cause I think. Yeah, it's time sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess real quick, um, I'll, I'll tell you mine. I'm going to take oh, goddamn Scott wants to score, but I'm going to say the the Niners are going to cover at green Bay. And similar to the first game, I got the road team covering, but not winning. I think the Packers will, let's say, win, um, let's say, 23 to 19. 19, random number, 23-19. Yeah, don't worry. It's not like I just, I just said anything about something like that earlier. Um, <laughs> I th- I, I'm kind of with you. I think a close game. I'll, I'll pick a human score of 24-20. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> just trying to take the over of my numbers. No, just trying to take like uh, logical football scores. That's all. You, you I know, know I'm not a numbers guy. I'm sorry. I know this is probably giving you anxiety just talking about it. But um, yeah, similar. I, I I'd love to. I'm sorry. I want to take San Fran. I really do. But I, I just think it's uh, it's just such a hard ask. It's just such a like to beating yeah. Green Bay, beating Rodgers is is a different animal than than the Cowboys even, right? So I love San Fran. I love their squad, but I think it ends. Especially with Jimmy G as their quarterback. Like imagine it's it was so tough. Yeah. And like yeah. how you know Trey Lance, Trey Lance came okay? into this game, came into that game in week three and scored. Hey, like that was just like a play that oh, they were in that we just thought were oh Trey Lance is just gonna be a part of this offense. Why aren't season. they why aren't they doing that a little bit? Like, we might see it. We might. They never. They never did it again after that week. I'm pretty sure. I was so maybe hope- they're saving it for this playoff game. Do you like yeah. that though? Seriously, do you like yeah. that? What? Like saving stuff and keeping something in the playbook. Oh, I see. You're thinking it's bad for girl. I don't think it's no. it's bad to have like sub packages that you can run out there and sh- like short like the, the red way zone that, guy. The way, yeah. the way the Raiders are using Mariota kind of thing, even a little or bit. Taysom Hill with Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like yeah, Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy Brees covered. Jimmy G's confidence couldn't be any lower than it was coming into this year anyway. So obviously he's fine. Like, that's that's true. I don't know. To me, it's a little gimmicky, but I, I guess there's merit to it. I, I can't, I like, a- I literally can't pick a team. Like, I, I like can feel that the score is going to be 31 24, but I have no idea who's <laughs> going to win between the two. Of them. I'm going to say the Packers. <laughs> no, just give me okay. the score, bro. If you get the score, yeah, yeah, yeah it's 31 24. Take great. the over. All right, doesn't we don't know who's winning yet though. We'll get back. If to you tomorrow. just pick the score correct, but don't pick the team, I still think that counts. Like I, th- I think that's just as impressive. Yeah, come back next right? week because so. I'll I, I will shock. If I got the score right, I'll shotgun on the air. Nice, nice. Yeah. We like that. Definitely cheering for that 31-24 score. Is that what you said? 31-24? Yeah. Scotty's writing these down in his little brain. Does that one make sense? Oh. I think that one makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you, four yeah, touchdowns no, and a so. field goal. Yeah, there you go, bud. You're all over it. Well, I got news for you. Football doesn't always make sense, so maybe 23-19 is going to be the, the way it goes. Um, anyway, 19 isn't that bad. That thank is fair. You. Thank you. Anyway, I think a lot of our, our usual listeners are like, when are these guys going to talk about the Buccaneers? Well, here we are. Um, man, the amount of information I've consumed as it relates to this game over this past week is just crazy. My brain is spinning. I just want the game to happen. we got to wait another day. Uh, the Rams traveling to Raymond James games. Bucks are favored by three still, which I've just been really – I've found perplexing, to be perfectly honest. Um, that game's playing at 3 p.m. on Sunday on NBC. Uh, obviously, these teams met earlier in the season with the Rams winning 34-24 at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Uh, really, like, that was one of those first marquee games of the year. There was a bunch yeah. of 
bunch of good games that week, actually. I think yeah. that, oh, that Niners. What week was it, Colin? Sorry, did you just did you just say? Was it week three or week five? I thought it was week three. I think it's it was week early. Three. Yeah, I think it was week three. Um, and then they had wow. yeah. Okay. But anyway, these teams have changed since then. I mean, uh, Deshaun Jackson had a big game and a huge touchdown. Of course, he did against us there. Uh, he's no longer there. Also, what I kind of forgot was yeah. how bang how banged up the Bucks secondary was in that game. D Delaney was out there. Like they had Murphy Bunting was out. Um, like everyone was, all these guys were hurt. Like, but just like in terms of, I, I guess, but let's, the O-line has been the, the talk of the town, especially in Tampa Bay, yeah. right? With, with Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen's injuries, even Josh Wells, Tristan Wirfs potential backup being hurt. Like just, you know, the sky has been falling in Buckland. If, if for anyone who watches football understands the importance of having a second year all pro, first team all pro right tackle, Tristan Wirfs go down. Um, that's catastrophic, right? That's the one steadying fa- factor that Tom Brady has had to rely on with all these other skill position players in and out of the lineup. Um, that, that unit up front has just been incredible. We've talked about it constantly, so we don't need to like continue to reinforce that. Same with all, any Bucks fans listening are aware. Um, so anyway, Tristan Wirfs was at practice today and who knows what's going to happen. I can't, I, like, I can't believe he suited up. I guess they needed to be able to make a call sounds like he's going to give it a go. Um, but let me just tell you the videos that I saw. He didn't look too confident yet. And I'd almost have rather him just been icing that sucker and them treating it all all day. But but then it comes out that Andrew Whitworth, um, you know, 40-year-old, but don't let that undersell how effective he is as a left tackle protecting Matt Stafford's blind side. He's out. He got ruled out along with, um, along with their other safety. So the Rams are also going to be out both safeties. So all of a sudden, this change of the tide, I'm like, oh, shit, like maybe I'm, you know, coming into this game. I, I, I've i just been saying it makes no sense why the, for the Bucks to be favored at all, let alone by three and a half or three. Well, come on. Yeah, for, yes, it does. They're at home <laughs> and they have yeah. Brady. Like, it. yes, it does make Sorry, sense. Sorry. Okay. So, I, so what I'm saying then is it would be a great bet to take the Rams is ultimately what okay. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. fair. You might not agree with the number, but like to to go in there and make the Rams a favorite on the road, like that's not going to happen. Uh, I know. I get that. I'm I'm more just like t- saying the number's not right at all. That's what okay. I'm ultimately trying to say. Number's um, not right. I think that's totally. I think that's totally fair. It's just with Brady, they just they get the field goal right. Like that's just how that's going to go. But I, I see where you're coming from. Like you, if you're power ranking these teams, it sounds like you would have the Rams this version of the Rams ahead of this version of the Bucks, right? Like that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Without Tristan Wirfs with a banged up Jensen, you know, unreliable receivers, like who knows the condition Leonard Fournette's going to be in Um, half our best defensive players are hurt. Like, yeah, absolutely. This version of the Bucks is completely ravaged by injury. And I think for the, for the, for a team as good as the Rams to be given that many points, I just, when, again, this was before the Whitworth injury that, that affects them as well, but I just Mm -hmm. seems like way too much. On the Rams side, uh, though, Whitworth went down in, the, I think, like the first play of the game. Um, he came back and played the rest of the first half, but couldn't go in the second half. Um, and I, they probably held him out knowing that, hey, he's going to need a little bit of extra time. Um, as far as their safeties, like getting rap going down is horrible for them. That's even like amplifies Jordan Fuller was already out for them last week as well, too. So like they haven't had safeties. I'm pretty sure they called up Eric Weddle. And Weddle came yeah. out of retirement and played last week. Yeah. Um, 
and the Rams didn't miss a step. Like you're totally right. Like this, the team that you guys saw in week three is a hundred percent better. Like they turned Deshaun Jackson into Odell Beckham Jr. They just added Von Miller. Like Von Miller yeah. just is on their team now. Like yeah. If you are going up against a defensive line, like I can't think of another defensive line that would be worse to be going up with when you have a little bit of offensive offensive line issues. So um, this is going to be a very tough game for the Bucks. Probably the toughest game of the year. And that's the and that's like the crux of the issue with as much as there is one with Brady is he obviously gives you no um, scrambling unless it's like a complete green pasture in front of him, right, for him to take off. So, like, and, you know, he combats that, obviously, with God-level getting the ball out quick. So it, it all kind of balances itself. But, um, like, uh, is he going to have enough time? Are, like, are the box receivers going to get open it, it, enough for them to, to score enough points here, right? I, I tend to think that they will. I, I trust them. I, I think if Werfs is – even 75%, like that's still pretty good. I, I read today or I listened today, he gave up two sacks and had one holding penalty all year. So even if he's, I don't want to say a shell of himself, but, you know, a lesser version, you still have to have him on the field. He's that valuable. He's that good, right? But um, oh, but man, he's like, like, it's not it's not Tristan Wirfs you're getting. If it's anything I like know. the guy we saw last week, like he gave up a sack – I and think he, well, no, Kerrigan. But exactly, Bo. He's given up two sacks in his two years in the NFL, including yeah. postseason. And then he, the one play he played after this injury, he gave up a sack. Yeah, yeah. and he would have gave up. He would have gave up one on every every drive if he stayed in that game. It's like Ryan Kerrigan right. didn't have a sack before that game, and he got one against Tristan Wirfs against that version of Tristan Wirfs. And it seems to be kind of ridiculous to nitpick this, but um, it's his right foot too, which is really the leg you're putting all your weight back yep. onto playing yeah, on that you're right. Driving off of it, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what's bracing you going playing on that right side of the line. So, uh, well, that's that's where it comes down to because they're not going to be able to score if if Brady has those Rams mutants in his face all game, right? So they're going to have to figure out a way to get the ball out quickly to protect Brady. And, uh, you know, maybe this results in less deep shots and, and it's going to be more extended drives, which I do think they have, have like the personnel to do that, right. To, uh, to throw out of the backfield, you have Gronkowski over the middle to, to, to release some of the pressure, but then it also comes to, like, is Gronk more of a blocker now, right? Because he's, he's yeah. such an effective blocker. Do you have to help him with like, do you have to use him to help the line um just because he's he's so valuable at both catching the ball and blocking but you, you know they need to keep brady upright right so like that part of the game to me is absolutely fascinating like to me like you absolutely have to have gronk in the passing game like he has to be in this passing game this week like as but, much as we want to talk about how much the rams have added on the defensive side of the ball and offensively like the bucks have taken a like this is we've Every week since Chris Godwin's gone down and then we got rid of Antonio Brown went out um, and we're not going to talk about Antonio Brown, but like we've been like, oh, like it'll be cute. Like, let's see if Tyler Johnson can get going. Let's see if Rashad Perriman. Get, like, you need those guys 
You need Cyril Grayson. Well. You need yeah. all three of those guys to be productive, or at least one of those three to be a very productive receiver to beat this Rams. Yeah. I just, yeah, Bo, I, I'm more just thinking because Gronk is such a good blocker that the drop yeah. off from Gronk to Brait, like to Cameron Brait as a receiver, is is less uh, detrimental than like having Brait in there as a blocker. That's just that's right. I, I agree. Yeah, you, I agree with that. I you just, want Gronk. You want Gronk running rep. He he's still we need so our, good. yeah, especially this game. I think there's just like there is a yeah. need for that like release valve because yeah with. The way that the wide receiver position has worked out for the Bucks, you now have Jalen Ramsey on Mike Mike Evans, and if that's a wash, if that if this if that matchup is a wash this game, it's not the most surprising thing. So now you're relying on Gronk and whoever you can get out of those three guys that we just named. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting in terms of bringing up uh, that boat and Ramsey and and Evans. I mean, the Rams, the way they've used Ramsey this year hasn't been like years previous where you lock him down outside against a team's number one wide out. They've been playing him yeah. in, in the slot a ton. Um, Letting him roam, yeah. Yeah, and they, ha- and they haven't been having him follow guys around, right? So no. I'll tell you this much. If that – excuse me. If they're going to stick to that philosophy, I think that's awesome for Bucks. That's huge for the Bucks. But like, I could you do you really think that's what they're going to do? Well, exactly. Like, so is now the time when Sean? But here's the thing: they're so consistent. They've been so consistent with their defensive, like schematically with their defensive scheme all year that uh, it would certainly be taking them all. Like, in order to do that, they would be changing their entire defensive philosophy. So it would require quite a bit of execution to be. to be done Mm -hmm. they would have to execute that That would be quite a challenge yeah um so either way there's a positive there if they switch it and and if they stay the same then evans is going to get to go to work against someone who's who's not equipped to handle him and sure they may try and double him but i would i would just want him to not have to necessarily deal with ramsey every time i think that'd be you know how you say like if you want to know what a coach should do you think about if you're the other team what would you want them to do and that is a great way to kind of guide it like yeah what would the fans want the other team to do? Exactly. So what but the problem the problem with this though is that they're safe, they're they're so weak and depleted at safety that they basically have no option but to give Jalen Ramsey the one on one with Mike Evans. Because if you don't, you basically have a one on one with whoever he's matched up matched up against. Darius Williams hasn't been the same guy as he was last season. Yeah, and, that's crazy, eh? It's true. Like he's just yeah. not, not getting much love. Oh, that's that's yeah. true. And it's just like it's gonna be really, really tough for them to say, "Okay, Ramsey, let's just keep doing what we've been doing because that's what we've been doing." When if Mike Evans has like eighty yards and a touchdown by at halftime, like if I could see them maybe trying to stick with it for a half, but if this is a close game going into the second half, they're just gonna say, "Jalen Ramsey, you take out Mike Evans, just do it." Right, and if that happens, someone's obviously gonna have to step up. I mean, Brashad Bear Perriman has like a torn muscle, so in his like core he's out um oh wow yeah like they're Cyril Grayson may be back now I think potentially he's been doing some work at practice like it's a revolving door man this is crazy it's so tough it's It's uh, crazy how bad I want Cyril Grayson to play like I'm refreshing my Twitter (laughs) can hear it in your voice yeah (laughs) a guy who didn't play a snap of college football is now like the most important guy in an NFL playoff game Unreal, yeah, track star. Um, maybe this is maybe this is the scooter game everyone's been calling for. Maybe it's time. Ha, yeah, that. Yeah, I, hey. I, I, like, think about that. I didn't even get to the scooter. 
I didn't even this, think of him. Could this be a this big, was his weekend? Could this be a long term plan? Like, could the Bucks, could Leftwich and Bruce Arians have just planned this? Want everyone to think they've written off Scotty Miller? Scotty Miller, because everyone's kind of like, what the what the hell? How is Scotty Miller not getting any looks? We've been saying it. Everyone in the chat all year's been saying it. What if yeah. this was all a part of their plan <laughs> to just let that little chihuahua off the leash once they get to the <laughs> dog park? Right? Hey, uh, unleash the Scotty. Unleash the scooter. Go okay. get him, little guy. This yeah. is the time. Do your thing. Tire yeah. yourself out. We all want to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Thro- throw that toy with Kevin's Kevin King's face on it as far as you can. And go get it. <laughs> um, can we go through the uh, the Rams, like the Stafford? I guess everybody's seen the Stafford versus the Blitz stuff. I don't know. Oh, my God. Bowden. So, take yeah. us um, take I've got it all here. I wrote it down. Like, everybody knows Todd Bowles just known for blitzing. I think in the last six seasons, he's been within the top six of his defensive minimum top six of uh, pressure rate and blitz rates, uh, even when he's with the Jets. Stafford versus the Blitz is a 139.6 passer rating, 16 TDs to one interception this year, second best uh, ratio of the all of the NFL, 71.5% completion percentage, fourth in the league this year against the Blitz. And 10 yards per attempt on uh, against the Blitz, second in the league. Um, Monday against the Blitz, against the Cardinals. Uh, he went seven for nine for 148 yards with one touchdown. And the f- crazy thing about all this is that the Blitzes just don't get with him, get to him. So with Whitworth being out, maybe that's a little bit worth a little bit worse. But no booms coming in. Which is kind of like if you weren't a Bucks fan, I'd probably would just buy you that jersey to wear, Colin. Um, but anyways, the Blitzes don't really get to Stafford. Eighteen point two percent pressure rate, five point one percent are uh, end up in sacks on that end. The Bucks, like I said, thirty eight percent sack rate, thirty one percent pressure rate. But when Stafford faced the Blitz from the Bucks on Week Three, he went seven for nine again, eighty one yards and a touchdown. 141 passer rating, basically the highest passer rating he had in any segment of his sets all year. So this is literally saying, Todd Bowles, what you've done has worked until now, but you have to change. You have to do something completely different than you've been installing all each season. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, which is like if you just blindly Joe Staley, Brandon Staley, look at the stats, you are – Stafford should rip this defense up then again. You want to know the last time people thought he wasn't going to? Todd Bowles against com- completely alter his his blitz yeah. heavy approach. Yeah, well, was- interestingly enough, yeah, against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, That's who correct. also had a very uh, injured offensive line at the time. That's the parallels, the parallels are there. And great, yeah. great homework today, Bodan. God, you should yeah. not go to work every day, bro, because you're bringing the heat <laughs> with some. Yeah, maybe this life. should be our job. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've been um, telling you not to go to work for weeks. <laughs> like, get over it. it's a fad. Get over it. Just, just to add to that, Bo. Like, I think what the what the Bucks are going to need to do, do is generate pressure with their four down linemen. Like I said, similar to what they did against Kansas City, and, and try to make sure they're protected on the back end to limit damage through the air. Um, they they're going to have to trust that their run D can stop. They ultimately dare the Rams to run it a little bit. Or to, not I think so. Bit. But the Rams that's Rams are like that's the crazy thing about this that the Rams are a running team. Like they are a running team, not like by design. Like yeah, they're, 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 they did it with Goff by necessity because they just didn't trust Jared Goff. But now, like, 
Like Cam Akers being back after eight months after tearing his Achilles and running over Buda Baker to the point that he has to be checked out in the hospital. Like that's insane that he's even able to play at that rate. But I couldn't believe how, like, how good he looked. He looked real. He spry. looked insanely good for yeah. a guy who had a, a torn, like a torn Achilles is a career ending injury for basically anyone else except Cam Akers, I guess. And Kevin Durant. I don't get, yeah, I don't get how he's back already, but um, yeah. I, I think it's like just the lesser of two evils, but I think they're going to try to force him to beat him running, especially with what you said about how effective uh, Stafford's been like against the blitz in, in passing situations. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's hard. It's, there's not always an easy answer when you're playing an elite team and a, I'll say a very good quarterback, not elite quarterback, even whatever. I mean, that's literally splitting hairs, but um Big spot for Stafford, you know, Huge. he hasn't been in any playoff like game, this. basically. Yeah, not even anything close to this. Yeah. Uh, and now he's on the road at Brady, basically. Let's see what he does. Like, I'm a Stafford stan. I, I, I want the Bucks to win, but I, I want Stafford to play well because I don't want the, I don't want the stories to be all. Oh, this is he what this it. is what you would have gotten anyway, or yeah, he's never been able to do it. Doesn't matter which team he's with, blah blah blah. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I yeah, but yeah, like I said, I, I just don't want. Um, I really don't want Stafford to throw up all over himself here. It just, eh, I I think he's better than that, and I think he's I think he's going to come out and play well. Well, you know it. T- it's funny. I'm I'm more scared of Matt Stafford than I should be based on you know how he's taking care of the football over this tail end of the season, I guess. But they looked really a good. lot of picks. A yeah, lot of exactly. Picks. But they look. But here's the thing, though. It wouldn't necessarily be his fault. But I think turnovers are going to be. I think the Bucks are going to need at least one turnover to win this game. I think. I think. Sorry. I think Stafford has like ten picks in his last four or five games or something like that. Like I, I think you can almost count on getting one thrown to you. Right, yeah. so let's call it two turnovers then. However, I think comes. one per half. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I, I, Colin, I see what you mean. You turnovers are so random. Whenever you get one in a game, you feel like you're super fortunate, right? So yeah. 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 And and what I was gonna say though is I don't think that's necessarily going to be a result of Stafford being careless because I have this feeling, man, like what I saw from this Buccaneer secondary, especially last week. Um, if 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 the D line is a step healthier, also by the way, I saw today the Rams have like. The, one of the worst centers in football, and he's going up against Vita Vea again. Yeah, it's scary. Always got to bring up Big Vita. Everyone sleeps on the big fella. Don't do it, folks. Don't do they it. Can, yeah, everyone could probably fit on him if they had to sleep on him. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. easiest the bandwagon. California King. California easiest, King. Yeah. California King. That's so good. Easiest bandwagon to jump on is the one that yeah, can fit everyone. Yeah, just a ton of room. Um, but but the secondary man, like the, like. We talked about it. We got that three-safety look where, where Antoine Winfield Jr. managed to slide in to play the nickel spot incredibly well. Again, it was against the Eagles. I know, not a huge aerial threat. But regardless, like they just looked like they were back. And they're finally yeah. healthy almost. Like Sean Murphy Bunting may be back. So if he's back, he'll probably inherit a good chunk of those reps playing that nickel position. But um, I'm really curious to see what they can do. I'm really curious. I think it's going to be a fun game. And hey, I guess to put you on a spot. Would you rather be playing the Niners in this game or would you rather be playing the Rams? Um, I would rather play the Niners. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Just because because of the injuries or be, like just like two healthy squads? The quarterback. 
the quarterback. Because the quarterback. Okay, yeah. Yeah, true, true, true. I would say that would be the biggest thing. I'm actually more scared of Shanahan than I am even McVay. Um, as a Shanahan's play, better than McVay. Like as a play caller, right? Right, mm-hmm. which is like the essence of I it. Think- uh, but, I don't. I, I like McVay more than Shanahan. Well, I'll tell you this: McVay has. I mean, that's a silly debate too, right? Because we really don't know the intricacies of them. If we got to know them both and like we're behind the scenes, maybe we'd all switch. It's just kind of our impression from True. our vantage point in the nosebleeds, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like going off uh, Shanahan's record versus McVay. That's all. Like just some crazy <laughs> yeah, stuff. True. You know, just the fact that it's better. I know, I know. That's wild. It's it's a crazy topic. But McVay guess, has I, a better record overall against everybody overall, else. In yeah, the you're right. You're right. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing McVay does have, and, and that's Todd Bowles' number. So I almost think yeah. Todd Bowles is due to pull out that Kansas City miracle from last year because I think it, yeah, I think you can you can get lucky and like take advantage of Todd Bowles so many times. But I do trust that man um, and the way he's wired to mm. come up with, with what needs to be done. So we'll see what happens. I want to tell you guys a fact. I want to I end this on a fact, and then, of course, you'll have an opportunity to jump in with any additional – Inside. Wait, wait you, you're gonna end it on a, on a score prediction? Oh shit! Right. Fuck. Yeah. Start thinking. About also that. a fact. Also a fact. Yeah, that was my fact. <laughs> uh, the Rams this year were two and five against playoff teams uh, in the regular season. Two and five. Yeah. Bucks were four and one. So, just you know, like we're talking. Are, really, are we talking about it the way I'm talking about it? The way you know everyone we're we're being as Buccaneers fans being fearful of this team. Um, two, two and five versus playoff teams. I mean, yeah, but one of those two is against the Bucks. Sure, perfect. Like <laughs> h- harder to do it twice. Like that doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's that, true. And that that means that's our one loss versus a playoff team this year is the Rams. So we lost to KC in the playoffs last or in the regular season as well last year, right? Yeah. So, um, anyway, in terms of let's see. Sorry, just one. More. Let's see Devin White step up. Let's let's see. He's gonna be. He's going to be asked to cover some of those uh, tight ends, like Higby. Uh, he's got to play well, man. He's going to have to do something. He's going to have to either, you know, play well in coverage, which isn't exactly what he's known for. He's going to have to stuff the run. Let's see him get into this game early and, and really make an imprint. Because if those linebackers are, who are so good for the Bucks can, you know, can like show out early in this game. I, I love their chances. I, I think that could be the difference maker. Well, that's the tough part of this whole the whole argument of don't blitz Stafford is that you have to drop Devin White back in coverage, which yeah, is the weakest we, part of his game. Yeah. Well, here, let's see it. Let's see if he can do it. Higby's yeah. good, too. It's not like he's – Higby's you know, really good. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I, there's so many – I think go with this – you might – Let's go, Scott, with the score. Then I'll go with the score. Colin's gonna. Okay, I'm rocking. I'm not just. I'm not just. I like the Bucks. I think they're gonna win the game. Give me, um, give me twenty-eight twenty bucks. But it's close. It's close. Like it's you know the Rams have the ball. Like they're. I'm picking them to cover the Bucks, but it's 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 a close one-score game. I should say. I'm going thirty-four seventeen Rams. Holy shit! Off the I top know. rope. I know. I it's, it's a, just I just a beatdown. It's another one of those where it's just like, yeah, I think if if the Rams are gonna win, like I do think the Rams are gonna win, and I think they pile it on if they do win. I think uh, the Bucks are gonna win thirty four thirty one on a last second field goal by Ryan Suckup, and uh, that's just to get specific. This. 
yeah, I, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait yeah. to watch this game. I literally don't know if I can wait that long, but at least, <laughs> yeah. you know, at least we have some good football. A really I like, how are we going to watch a game after this? Yeah. I know. I know. Well, and, luckily and- it's. Luckily, it's pretty good as well. So yeah, tomorrow's going to be crazy, um, and we're going to yeah. finish off on that game. Biggest things in terms of this Bucks Rams game, I'm most curious to see. You know, are the Rams going to use Ramsey differently? You know, it's funny. I just realized that Jalen Ramsey's the root word oh, of his yeah. last name is Rams. Huh. Yeah. Ramsey. It was destiny. Yeah. It but was are, destined. Are, are they going to use him differently than they have throughout the regular season? Are they going to shadow Evans? How are they going to alter their plan? And then on the other side is Todd Bowles going to be able to chill on blitzing and adjust his approach specifically for this matchup and play more conservative to just let his horses win the race for him? Um, can he can he be hands-off a little bit in that sense? So we'll have to see. Last but not least, oh, boy, we're going overtime today, eh, fellas? Yeah. Um, hey, rest you the best is, game of the week. Yeah. So uh, This is why we do it. Here we go, man. Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are minus two and a half last I checked. Scotty can correct me if I'm not because I know I know he minus two, I think. We checked before the before we went on the air. Okay. Um that's six thirty PM Sunday, CBS. I mean, you know, these teams met way back in week five and the Bills put together one of their most impressive games of the season. They won thirty eight twenty at Arrowhead. Um, Allen was fantastic in that game. 300 yards, three touchdowns, also rushing for a score with 60 yards on the ground. Uh, and the Bills defense, uh, this is just my notes here, the Bills defense did manage to pick off Mahomes, um, including a pick six for Micah Hyde. So, I mean, those Micah Hyde playing well, Bills D looking good, and Josh Allen looking good. It's almost like he picked it up right now, like coming off their incredible performance um, on Wild Card Weekend. But obviously, the uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense has started to regain form since their early season struggles. This is an, an incredibly captivating game when you consider it's two of the brightest stars in the league at any position, like, you know, transcendently talented quarterbacks. Um, yeah. New school, right? Leaders of the new school, the new age. And they're going head to head. I think, for my, what I think is that the Bills actually have a better all-around team on paper in ways, but I think the Chiefs offense is just so special with with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and the revamped offensive line. So um, they they have strengths. This game could go either way. That's why the line's so close. Really curious to hear what you guys are most looking forward to seeing in this one. I, I can't get over how ridiculous this game could potentially be. Like, the Chiefs, like, I think for the Bills, let's start off with the Bills' perspective. This is literally what you've been building towards since you've drafted Josh Allen, basically. Like, you've been building this team to beat this team. Like, it's just an insane spot to be in. Like, I think, every, like, sometimes in sports, you get to these moments where you're just like, okay, like, we have to, we have to beat this team for any of this to yeah. matter. And this is it. This is, like, actually it. Like, you guys had a shot at it last year and you whiffed at it. And, um, I just I, I don't even know where to start with this game, honestly. Yeah, like, no, Bo, you're, you're you're so right though. Like it's not lip service anymore. It's like, oh no, no. this is the thing that we were talking about, and now it's this is why you still then, have a job, Sean McDermott. Yeah, was because exactly. we you then, convinced us you could do this. Yeah, exactly for sure. And then the event of these two teams playing is is what's about to happen, right? I always I think about that all the time. Like, no, this yeah. is it. It's like I always think about that too when like like great NBA players are actually guarding each other. It's like, 
does it is everyone seeing this like this yeah. is like it's those two it's not like a video game we're not talking about them it's like no like like he's guarding him like that's yeah anyway it's like we it's, never actually got a finals with lebron and kobe yeah like this is exactly. like actually what it was like they were always eyeing each other up but like right. this is it right exactly so yeah and like this is like like we said this is the game. This is where this is where Buffalo wants to be. Obviously, they would, they would have rather had it at home. I mean, I, I'm still so weirded out by Josh Allen. I, like he's undeniably talented and so fun. You know what I mean? Like, just from a fun perspective, he would be at the top of the rankings. Is like, oh, who does who does a fan base want to have as their quarterback? Which for like most of last year and even leading into this year, I was kind of like, oh, but what is he going to do any on a given week? Like, is he going to ride out in a, in a, on a unicycle at some point? Just to, like, I don't know, something weird, but he's really good, man. And he's, yeah. um, you know, he, they're absolutely capable of going in and winning this game. And he is, and I just didn't think I would have been able to say that at the start of the season, beating Mahomes on the road. I'm, I still like Kansas City. I trust Mahomes more. I trust Andy Reid more than McDermott, and I like the home field advantage. So, like, great for Buffalo. I They're fantastic. They've obviously had the bottom fallout of a couple games, but as, we, as we've talked about, their ceiling is as high as anyone's. I just, man, you got to go beat Mahomes in the playoffs here at on the road. Like, it's just hard for me to see. It's just hard for me to picture, I guess. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm kind of an O-line guy like Bo here, but like their, their offensive line is a completely altered unit. Like it's huge. It's, a, it's an asset now. Yeah. Trey Smith, six round pick, one of my favorite draft picks. I called it when it happened um, out of Tennessee. I mean, that was an absolute steal. They got Creed Humphrey in the middle. They, they traded uh, for Brown from, from Baltimore. So they completely revamped that unit. But what I'm thinking of as you guys are talking about this, especially like Scott, I know you, you know, with the Bills, we've talked about the, we've had different varying perspectives on the Bills all year. Not like we were too far one way or the other um, at all. But it's funny how much, like, remember 2019, um, Josh Allen in the playoffs, like where he like looked uh, like he ate magic. backwards against Houston. Yeah, he looked like he ate magic mushrooms at halftime, and that you were just like, <laughs> what is this guy going to be in the league? Right, like like supreme talent, but he seems a little off. But look at him now, man. When he 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 could be. It's just, He's it's good. amazing. This is like, it's such like this game. It's such a microcosm of Josh Allen in general. Like last season, his best season without a doubt, his best season ever playing football. I'm pretty sure I said that in the uh, division preview. I that he never had another year playing, like throwing the football as well as he did last season. And everyone was like, okay, there's going to be a regression, but it's like, what is that regression? Right. Whereas I think I was watching uh, PFF had a podcast on, on YouTube. I forget the name of it, but they gave out the highest rating they've given out to any quarterback for Josh Allen's game last, last game. Is he going to have that unbelievable game again? No, but is he going to regress? Yes. But how much, right? Yeah. Like how much of a regression is going to happen here from where he was against the Pats? Cause and he my- stepped on your throat and like, it, in an unrepeatable way. So, like, I don't know. I certainly can't answer that, nor can anyone, until we see what happens. But I just yeah. have this feeling 
that he's ready for this moment. Like I just, he, he's ready for it. And I think what's fair. Like, I think that's the fair. weird part about this is that like Mahomes, like if you like, I feel like that's a take that I've heard multiple times today that Josh Allen is just ready for this moment and this is his game to win and like all the and like Mahomes all of a sudden is an underdog in a yeah, playoff I, game. I, well, like it just feels, something Chilling. about this feels really weird to me. Well, he's not no, an but, underdog. But both saying as the perceived underdog, like oh yeah, if it's because it's the, oh Josh Allen's gonna outplay Mahomes like it, that's that's like almost like a like NFL media has written that story already yeah it's just waiting in the drafts or even that Allen's ready to win this game well so is fucking Patrick Mahomes let me tell you that because he's <laughs> yeah. better right yeah. so like let's you know acknowledge that fact but I I understand it I it's kind of similar to the Stafford thing I don't know if it's going to be enough but I. I, I think Allen's going to play well, yeah. right? Like, I don't think he's going to be the issue or anything like that, but it's just, oh my God, it's, it's a it's a tall task, man. It's a tall task. No lead is safe and against the, the Chiefs. And, the yeah. other thing I'll say for, the, like, looking at when they played last time, the Chiefs' defense is completely different. Um, like, Chris Jones isn't playing defensive end anymore. He's playing inside. They've got Melvin Melvin Ingram and, in, like, say what you will about Melvin Ingram. Like, he got cut from a team this year. But he is – he's been very good for the Chiefs. And I think he could have a, he could have a big game on the edge for them. Um, and I just – I don't know. I just feel like the Chiefs are so much different than they were at the first half of the season in the back half of the season. They figured it – like, for a team – we were talking about the Titans figuring it out all at the right time. I feel like that is – much more ap- apropos for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you know, Bolton, rookie uh, linebacker out of Missouri. He's good. He, he's the real deal. They obviously still got Tyron Matthew, um, Sneed. So, they got players. And they got a super aggressive defensive coordinator, right? And yeah. that you're going to kind of play with fire, too, though, if you attack Josh Allen that way because he's so mobile and he's so comfortable slinging the ball in any direction for as, as far as you could possibly need someone to – a human being to be able to launch a football. Um, It's, this is a, this is the game of the weekend. It's not like, it's just, it's the perfect matchup. It seems like the perfect time. Um, Both teams are surging coming off of dominating, absolutely dominating victories. They're led by um, two of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL, at least on the younger side of things, the future of the league potentially. And this is Josh Allen's big opportunity to prove to the world that he is on the same level as Patrick Mahomes and he needs to be considered as such. So I can't wait to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, like I said, I, I hope Allen plays well. I hope the Bills play well. It's just, it's just a big – it's a big ass. They're ready. Like, they're ready for him. They beat him. They, like like Bo was saying, obviously the, the Chiefs are different. That when they um, – when the Bills beat them, they were kind of in that malaise of their shitty early season start, and they're obviously a better team since then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what a what a spot! And just you know, big big for McDermott, I would say. Like that's a that's a big spot. And here's here's one thing. Sorry, I just wanted to. What yeah, if the Bills good. get absolutely run out here? What if it's thirty? What if it's forty two seventeen Chiefs? What do you? Yeah. 
What's I think the we, next like, you could get a Marty Schottenheimer situation. Not like it would even be the same. But remember when he got fired when they went like uh, twelve and four that year? Was it thirteen and three or something? With the Chargers? Um, yeah, yeah. With, with yeah. the LT days, like, like you could see them them just thinking McDermott's not the guy to get it done. Because if at least if he does anything questionable, because again, dude, uh, if McDermott's kicking field goals again, well, that's what I'm getting at. Last year, no yeah. way. He's yeah. out. He's out. There's right. like that's like he's basically saying like I don't want to coach here. McDermott yeah. seems well liked though by the by the Buffalo, you know, Buffalo Bills fans I talked to. Our guy Matt Marchese from Sportsnet Fan 590, he wanted to come on tonight but he couldn't. He said he'll be with us next week. Oh, um, oh that that'll be interesting either way. Yeah, well, yeah. well he said he was like, "Well, if the Bills and Bucks go on, I'll be on next week." I'm like, "You're coming on anyway, buddy." Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Um, um but my the point, one my thing story. I will say, I'm oh, just like looking at who the Bills have played and like Besides Mahomes in week three or week five, it is and Brady in whatever week it was late in the season. Um, they don't, they don't, they haven't, they haven't played anyone. They played they the Patriots, played. They, they lost to the Patriots in that weird snow game, lost you to mean, the Bucks the week following. You mean the then team the that you, the team you were trying to convince us were contender Patriots or like a different Patriots? No, 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 that, 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 the contender Patriots are the ones who beat them, the ones that run the ball and just have the really great defense. Yeah, I like that team. But like since then, they played the Panthers, the Patriots again, with that were banged up and not the same team. And then the Falcons and the Jets to close out the year. Then they played the Patriots again. Like they, they, they yeah. haven't played a quarterback like Mahomes or an offense like the Chiefs in a very long time. Um, I want to get to a couple comments before we pick our scores for this because uh, I just noticed I apparently shared this. We're on with my personal Facebook as well, not just Bucks Report. So that's funny. Oh, nice. Uh, so hello, mom. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, a couple comments coming in on there is a, a good one. It was obviously earlier in the show is uh, Brian Wood, Woody, our guy from one of Dundas's finest, says Bo specifically to Bo. Bo, if the Bengals win this week, you got to get a pick in my Parkside jersey. If the Titans win, I'll get a picture in a Highland jersey. Are oh, let's down? go! Yeah, that's yeah. a great wager. Shout out to Brian Wood. Um, we also have my uh, Mike's Degenerate Barbershop, or sorry, Mike's Campus Barbershop, um, which is my uh, the guy who cuts my hair. Um, he's a big Titans fan. Uh, too much pressure from the Titans D line. Too much for JoJo Henry. 126 yards rushing, two touchdowns. His prediction is Titans 34, Bengals 20. Goes on to say tighten up again about six more times. Um, <laughs> our guy Jay Jay Drywall Drywall Friday Night Pod. What a treat! Um, Let's go. Old football buddy of mine, Kyle Hammond, using some profanity to get. He sounds like a Bills fan because he's lipping off Tom Brady. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it is what it is. And then, uh, anyway, should, I, I think it's about time. Maybe we get to our predictions for this game. Who wants to lead us off? Talking bills, chiefs, folks, we're going to offer our score predictions. Um, we begin to wrap up the episode. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, I think it's, oh man, 24-17 chiefs. How about the guy jumping in and doesn't have a score ready? I know. I was just I was thinking. I know you guys weren't <laughs> no, ready either. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll go. I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be higher scoring. I think it's gonna be tough to stop both these offenses. I'll say 35-27 Chiefs. I got 31-29 Bills, um, at Arrowhead. So. Oh, you. You're taking the Bills. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Bills. I think. I think they. I think they do it. I think they do it tomorrow. 
Hey, they're more than capable. Like, just legit can't wait to watch this game. I think it'll be a hell of a football game. Yeah. Also, I don't know what happened earlier. I blacked out and I made some analogy about like I wasn't talking specifically about myself about like if your partner's not like making enough money, you kick him out of the house. Anyway, I'm getting packed from from my fiance upstairs. Who <laughs> feels feels super targeted, and I, I guess I understand why now. So I, I love you, Kate, and uh, that was not in any way directed at you. If I could get some some reinforcement, yeah, no, I don't know how she could have gotten that impression. Yeah, what, what, oh, she's really. Like, I feel like she's gaslighting you, man. That's crazy. If she Honestly. is, if she is, that would be fair. I've been known to gaslight. Oh my god, that is. All right, we we got to get going. Really... My dog's going crazy in the back. Yeah, me too. She's scratching at the door here. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this uh, extended version of our NFL divisional round playoff. We're excited. If you can't tell, that's why we're on here on a Friday night. Join a couple pops and can't wait to get to these games. This weekend starts off tomorrow. Um, it's been fun. Remember, please, while you're here, visit our YouTube channel at Bucks Banter and like and subscribe goes a long way to helping us out. Uh, on behalf of Bodan Yard at Bonos Ball, Scott Capron at Captain Ron, I am Colin Hallboom signing off. Go Bucks.